Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Here in the studio with Jason and Austin Riley. Jason is the founder of Racing with Autism as his son, Austin, is diagnosed with autism and he has been racing uh, at the highest level of of racing for years uh, at 20 years old. So uh, he is actually the best race car driver in the world with autism. So I'm thankful to have you guys here today uh, coming to me live from Canada. So thank you, Jason and Austin, for being with me today. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, so we actually met at uh, an Addie's Army event called Addie's Racers uh, this past month. And when I heard the story of the, the things that they've walked through and I've heard, uh, you know, how they were able to overcome obstacles and, and ultimately turn pain into purpose, I just really wanted to share this story with the listeners you know, the goal of this show is to encourage people that, that sometimes we walk through pain, but we can turn it into purpose. And I think that you guys are, are living that out. Um, so if you would, Jason, kind of tell us the background of how Austin got into racing, you know, what life looked like before that, and then uh, what happened when he found his passion for racing. When Austin was born... It was always something different about him. Um, he made you, he made you feel special when you're around him. He, like you felt happy, like he brought joy. Um, you know, once he could communicate, there there wasn't a moment in our house where we weren't dying of laughter. The way he would look at life was always very unique, and we didn't think Austin was any different than any other child. Just that you know, he was a funny kid. It was when school started that we did started to realize that, you know, Austin was different and he was having a lot of trouble fitting in in the school setting. And it was hard for me and my wife as, as parents to to understand why such a kid that brought so much joy to us was being treated the way he was being treated in school. Um, it was really hard for us to understand and as Austin went through assessments in school and, you know, physical and learning disabilities, um, you know, it was, it was a hard pill to swallow for, I guess, two young parents. And we couldn't understand why Austin was having such a hard time in school when, you know, we thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. We, we didn't think of him as, as being, uh, having a disability, we just thought of him as Austin, and he was unique and um, certainly brought so much joy to our home. But as soon as school started, things started, uh, I guess, downward spiral in our household. Um, Austin was having a lot of trouble in school. He was getting bullied and picked on. And then when he got home from school, he got to listen to mom and dad give him an even harder time about all the notes that were written in his agenda and the trouble he was getting into. He really wasn't having a very good time uh, at home or at school. And it also caused a lot of friction between my wife and myself because 
you know, we both have different points of view on how we should be handling things and whether it was some denial on our part that, you know, Austin's disability was the main cause of his, his behavior issues in school or was it just that we weren't very good parents and disciplining him uh, enough or or in the way that would work? Um, nothing we seemed to try seemed to improve the situation. And when the results from Austin's original assessment came back, the, he was diagnosed with moderate to severe ADHD with uh, fine motor skill impairment. Uh, it really didn't help as much uh, immediately as soon as the school gets the diagnosis. They wanted him on medication. Um, and when Austin started the medication, although his school life did improve, our home life actually deteriorated because the medicine would wear off about five, five o'clock in the afternoon just as we we're getting home from school. And as the medication wore off, his behavior became very erratic. Uh, he's very emotional, angry, happy, all at the same time. It was uh, it was like a nightmare. There were many times where I'd sit in the driveway after a long day of work, and I just couldn't sum up the courage to go in the house and deal with whatever the problem was that day because there was always a problem. Um and sometimes my wife would have to come out and get me, and other times I'd, I just needed a few minutes to myself to try and collect the strength to go back in. And after the original assessment and the countless doctor appointments after that, and Austin really didn't like taking the medication. It didn't like the, the way it made him feel. Um, he wouldn't eat when he took it. So... After it would wear off, he wouldn't eat all day. As soon as it wore off and, you know, he became emotionally stable again mm -hmm. at 8, 9 o'clock, he would pretty much raid the fridge and eat everything known to man. But as soon as he took it again wow. the next morning, he wouldn't eat all the time. And, you know, we really didn't have any answers. Um, it, our whole lives at that point were constant friction. And the doctor suggested that uh, we put Austin in some sort of sports activity to help him, you know, gain some acceptance and confidence. And we thought that was a good idea. The The activities we chose wow. were probably not the best, I guess, for him. Um, looking at it, you know, now, back then, like he, from the moment he could walk, he always carried a car with him. He was obsessed with cars, you know, three years old. He could walk into a dealership of any, any car dealership and tell you, you know, make model engine size of, you know, all the cars in the showroom and know more about the that car sounds like than me. the sales guy trying to sell you it. That sounds like you know, me. We would never have thought the motorsports world at that point. We the first one we chose was uh, soccer, uh, thinking it was fairly inexpensive. Uh, wouldn't cost much to get up and go. And you know, me being originally from England, soccer, as you call it, in North America, or as football as I call it, um, was a big part of my childhood. And you know, I'm still a big soccer fan. You know, maybe that would be a good thing for Austin to try. It was quite easy to see. The first game, he ran onto the field, and the ball landed right at his feet the first time he touched it, and he kicked at it and 
put it back, put it in the back of the net the first time he touched the ball. And, you know, I thought, I thought at that moment, you know, this is going to be a great father-son moment. Austin came running over to the sideline to where I was standing. And, you know, I was envisioning this huge hug and, you know, this is a great step forward. And <laughs> he stopped a couple of feet from me and looked at me and goes, can we go home now? And, you know, I've never, to be honest, I've never seen anyone as disappointed as Austin was wow. that day when I told him he had 17 more soccer games to play that summer. Um, that time he scored would be like the only time he would touch the ball the rest of the year. Every time it was his turn on the field, he'd run out on the field and then just sit on the grass and watch the cars go by. And then we tried uh, ice hockey. Uh, we signed him up for power skating. We bought him a brand new helmet and skates, and he was pretty excited when he got the new skates and helmet. And But, you know, when he immediately set, on, set foot on the ice, he fell down, and the instructor rushed right over to him to help him get up, and he just said no. I'm not getting up. If I get up, I'll fall down again. <laughs> and then he sat on the ice for 55 minutes until the class was over, and mm. he crawled off the ice, wow. and that was, I think, the last time he was on skates. And then it's amazing how just one small thing can change your life or change your direction, and it could be something as small and insignificant but all it was was a flyer in the mail, like a piece of junk mail. And it was about a go-kart program at a track near our house. It was about a half-hour drive. And you didn't. it wasn't expensive to get started. It was just show up with your, uh, with your son or daughter. You pay 50 bucks every two weeks. They, they supply the equipment, helmet, and everything you need. Uh, and you just go out with kids your own size and... You know, your race. And we're kind of grasping at straws at that point. And I thought maybe, you know, Austin's love for cars mm -hmm. would transcend into a love for driving. Mm. So I, I took him the flyer. He was up in his room playing with his cars like he normally was. And he looked at the flyer, kind of puzzled, and looked at me. He goes, Dad, why would I want to do that? I won't be any good. People will make fun of me. I'll get upset, and we'll have to come home. And... I guess Austin, you know, there's been times where this has worked in our favor and there's times it hasn't. But uh, Austin's mom and dad are pretty stubborn too. So uh, it took us about four weeks to convince him to go. And the deal we made was uh, he would go, he would only do one lap in the cart and come off and then we'd go home. And he was just doing it to make us happy. So we took him to the track and... The next week, and he was true to his word, and he just wanted to get it over with and got in a go-kart and didn't want to listen to any instruction, just wanted to do his lap and come off. He rolled out of the pits, and I can quite easily look back yeah. and remember the way I was standing at the fence, kind of peering through it at him as he pulled away and just praying to myself, I hope this works because yeah, you know, I didn't know – if this didn't work out where we were going next, um, if it didn't work out, I almost assuredly say my wife and I still wouldn't be married 25 years this uh, this past year. Um, that's how bad things were at that point. And, you know, he went by us after the first lap. He never, never touched the brake pedal and didn't 
release the <laughs> throttle at any point. And, you know, he just continually spinning out all over the place. And then uh, after like five minutes, they waved the checkered flag for the youth group to come off. And he just ignored it. He just kept going around and around. And I remember standing there on the fence and there's got to be, I don't know, maybe a hundred other parents there, you know, all waiting for their kids to have a go or come off. And all I could hear is comments like, what's wrong with that kid? You know, why isn't he listening? Where's his mom? Where's his dad? Yeah. And I remember I had to walk out onto the track and, you know, try and make Austin stop. And it was, the, it was a walk. It was only, it's a short walk, maybe 15, 25 feet. And it was like the longest walk of my life. I was absolutely at the end of my rope. And I made a constant decision in that short walk that uh, I was going to let my feelings be known to Austin that I was at the end of my rope. I was embarrassed. I was frustrated. I was angry. And I guess all the years of dealing with all the garbage that we had to deal with, I couldn't take it anymore. And I was, I, I had made a conscious decision or uh, that I was going to explode when he stopped in front of me and I was going to embarrass him just like he embarrassed me. And mm -hmm. it was when he stopped in front of me and I saw the biggest smile in his, in his helmet. Um, I, it was like my whole demeanor changed in a millisecond. I, I was just so proud that he was happy. I'd found, we had found something that he enjoyed doing and it wasn't just sitting in his room playing with his cars. so excited once he got out of the cart and all he wanted to do was when is my turn again and you know when we got home afterwards all he wanted to talk about is when when are we going back when's my next time and you know if I fast forward to now you know he was two weeks shy of his eighth birthday at that point the first time he got in the go-kart and then to be like a three-time karting champion in Canada in the next you know six seven years and then you know to make the transition to cars you know you know a bit about motorsports you can be great in a go-kart and not necessarily transcend that ability into a car it's a much different uh, feel it's a much different um, skill uh, there are lots of kids that have been at the you know highest level in karting that can never really be successful in a car and to watch austin you know since 2016 2017 his first laps in a car to be you know in a race of 30 guys to be finishing you know 15th and 18th you know he's winning races whether it's front wheel drive or rear wheel drive whether it's a 100 horsepower car where all it relies on is momentum to a 450 horsepower carbon fiber supercar with where it's just you know, skill and precision and 
and to be successful in you know two weekends back to back in two different cars that uh, different um, really shows how far Austin's come not just on the track but off the track to be able to deli uh, deal with the pressures of of racing at higher levels and you know you're not driving a you know four or five thousand dollar go-kart anymore you're driving a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollar machine that you know if something goes wrong it's going to come very expensive very quickly and you know we're not the most well-funded uh, family or that you know we do this mm. uh, we basically mortgaged our future over the last 12 13 years to give austin one the benefit of it is been tremendous in Austin off the track uh, you know to see the way that he's developed into a person that uh, would hide if somebody came to our front door that he didn't know um, to being able to travel the world um, speak in front of thousands of people um, you know have fans all over the world everywhere where he races and inspire um, kids with and without disabilities to follow their dreams because that's kind of really what we're about when Austin and I uh, speak at schools all over and we share Austin's story, uh, warts and all, and the kids see that what Austin's been able to overcome and accomplish, it, it really does not give them any excuse not to follow their dreams too. Mm. Um, it makes me incredibly proud to see how bad things were, uh, you know, 13 years ago to now where, you know, he, it's kind of hard as a, as a dad, Austin and I have always had a very good relationship, incredible relationship. You know, we've always kind of been, you know, glued together and, you know, racing has been incredible, um, that way because, all through my kids' childhood years, I get to spend every weekend with him pretty much at a racetrack you know, all day long, every weekend from April to October. Those created so many memories, whether he was successful or not. The places we were able to go and things we were able to do as a family. I can't think of a better sport because um, you know, they have to all work as a team to be successful. And, you know, my wife's at the track, my daughter's at the track and Austin's therapy dogs at the track. And mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about motorsports is you're judged based on your abilities on the track. You're not judged of your disabilities off the track. Right. Or his dad's still got to cut his chicken nuggets for him. Is judged like that kid can drive, and that whole motorsports uh, world is has become a savior for Austin. It's 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 given him acceptance where he couldn't find it anywhere else, and it's it. I am so thankful every day for motorsports and karting, and for for the last thirteen years. It's just been absolutely uh, mind blowing. Like, if you would have said to me five years ago, you know, would Austin be racing cars and you know traveling the world and you know talking to schools? I would say no. There's no chance that's ever going to happen. You mm -hmm. know, it's nice to dream, and 
yet, you know, five years later. Right, right. Well, you know, I just, I think it's an incredible story and it's extremely inspiring to not only the, the people who, you know, maybe they have autism or they've got some other type of uh, labeled disability where they feel like, you know, they can't achieve a certain level of success because, you know, society has told them differently. Um, but it's, it's inspiring to everybody because, you know, there are things that hold us all back in life. And, you know, if we listen to the naysayers, if we listen to the doubters, if we listen to the people that tell us that we can't, you know, more than likely we won't. But, you know, I don't believe, you know, first and foremost, that God had his hand in all of this. And, and I believe that, that God can take anything and, and make something good out of a bad situation if we will allow him. And I don't believe in coincidences. I don't think that, you know, you seeing that flyer was an accident and you had a choice. I mean, you, you could have just said, you know what, we've tried other things. I see this flyer. I just, I really don't want to go through it again, but you not only asked him, but you continued to ask him, even though he kept saying no, and I know that I won't be good at this too. You spoke life into him and you believed in him and you continued to pursue something because you knew that there was something that, that there was a possibility and there was a glimmer of hope. And because of that glimmer of hope and because of that pursuit, you know, now Austin is making an impact around the world. I just want to list a couple of his accomplishments in 2019 in the Celine Cup, which is a great name in racing. Uh, he's driving the Celine S1, uh, Celine Cup Portland International Raceway, first place, Celine Cup Watkins Glen, round one, first place, Watkins Glen, round two, second place, Road America, round one, second place, Road America, round two, first place, Celine Cup Las Vegas round one, third place, and then another Celine Cup, round two in Las Vegas, third place. I mean, that's just from 2019. And, and I just want to share with you guys that I got to ride with Austin in a brand new Z06. And he hopped in this car. I mean, we didn't take a test lap. We didn't just uh, see what it would do. I mean, it was from the, the go. It was how fast can this thing go? And he drove the wheels off of it. And it was incredible. It scared me to death because um, <laughs> we hadn't done a test lap, but uh, I think my fingerprints are still in the uh, the handle on the side of the door, but it was, uh, it was an incredible experience. And I really wanted to ride with him in that McLaren because I know he was just driving that thing extremely well too. But uh, you know, I, I just, I think that there are so many people that they're stuck in a situation and they think that it's never going to get better. And what I love about your story is 
that one decision to pursue racing and just you you knew that there was something in there that's why you continued to pursue it even though he really didn't want to that changed y'all's whole life and not only your life but so many other people's lives because everybody at the event was blown away by Austin and now these listeners are going to be able to hear this story and you know so it's it's incredible for me to witness and I know it's it's going to be awesome for other people to hear um, you know, Austin, what is your take on, you know, where you were and, and where you are now? What are your thoughts? Uh, pretty surprising, actually. Like, I never thought I'd be racing GT cars, which has always been my dream. And also getting to own one of my dream race cars, a Radical. I, I open the garage, like, a lot and there's a Radical in my garage <laughs> and I'm like, how how did that happen how is my dream race car sitting in our garage so it's pretty surprising on how far i've come and the cars i get to race now and it's just a great experience what's the the most exciting thing about it to you uh basically just going out there and showing people what i can do and showing people that there's nothing holding me back and that I do have great talent behind the wheel and I do love like showing people that I can drive and I can do something. Oh, you can definitely drive all right. I mean, you are, are an incredible driver and uh, more than that, you're an incredible person. Both of you guys are. And so, you know, I just, I know that, that it's going to continue to inspire people that don't even know that they're capable of doing something and you know then they hear your story and like well you know if he can do it why don't i try and i think that that's that's powerful you know austin's been racing for 13 years now i still am in awe every time he gets behind the wheel of anything um i still don't i can't quite calculate how he can do some of the things he can do with what he has and the difficulties he faces every day. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, when Austin started karting, uh, he was winning a few trophies here and there. And he was telling his teacher um, that he was, you know, he's doing well and she was happy for him. And he said, you know, you should come watch me race because I'm, you know, not far from you. And one, you know, after a couple of years, she said, yeah, okay, I'll come out to watch. So she came out on one Saturday afternoon and uh, she made it just in time for Austin's final race of the day. And the race was actually going on when she showed up. And, you know, I was standing on the fence with my wife, you know, watching Austin race. And she said, oh, is Austin out there now? I said, yeah, where is he? And she immediately looked at the back of the pack. And I, I said, no, no, you're looking the wrong way. Austin's leading the race by four seconds. <laughs> and, and like her mouth was just like, how is that possible? And just to take that a step further, probably uh, another layer of the story. Um, there are many layers to Austin's story. There are many incredible people that have come in and come out of his life that have made a significant difference. No more so than the, uh, a lady called Jessica Benj. Um, Jessica reached out to us on our Facebook page in uh, 2014 
and she was from Tasmania, Australia. Wow. And she was a young lady, uh, you know, 21, 22 years old. Um, and she was working with autistic children in Tasmania. And she was incredibly gifted at that. And uh, she contacted me just to say what we were doing with Austin was amazing. And Austin kind of brought her two loves in life together, uh, working with kids with autism. And she raced carts on the weekend. Wow. And uh, we kind of kept in touch. And then she contacted me a few months later and said, you know, I just won an award. Um, I've been named Junior Educator of the Year for... Uh, Australia and I get to work overseas for 12 months uh, on a scholarship and she goes I was thinking about coming to Canada and I said well send me your resume and uh, you know I'll put in uh, a good word for you some of the schools that we visit and talk at and uh, I'll see what we can do and she goes no I, I think you misunderstand I want to come to Canada and I want to work with Austin wow and she uh, left everything she had. Uh, she'd never left Australia in her whole life. And uh, a few months after that, she came to live with us for supposed to be 12 months. Um, but her, she extended her own stay, like on her own nickel, because she wasn't ready to leave yet. She couldn't. Um, she stayed for 16 months total. But the first couple weeks will remember uh, will stay with me for a long, long time. Um, it was kind of in between races when she arrived. There were a lot of things going on. It was a really hectic period for us. And uh, she was going to school with Austin every day. And Austin was going to a, it was in high school, his second year in high school. He was having a really hard time. Uh, his high school was really, really large. It was like, uh, like around 1,200 kids. And the school program really wanted to integrate him into full classrooms and it just wasn't a recipe for success um, to have Jess with him and, uh, you know, walk to class with him and help him get settled and everything was really helpful. And him and Jess hit it off almost immediately. But when Jess saw how hard things were for him in a school setting and how hard things were for him at home as well, uh, she really started to question in her own mind, like, how good is this kid going to be behind the wheel? And, you know, after a couple of weeks in school, we had the first race with her. And uh, Austin hopped in the cart and he drove out. And it was, you know, morning practice. And, you know, Austin, I think, was like first or second fastest of the group of like 20 kids. And, I can remember Jess just standing there on the fence just with tears running down her face. Like she had worked with hundreds and hundreds of kids with autism, but have never seen a transformation like that where a kid can go be from being so awkward and uncomfortable in a school setting, but to be so in command and confident and just a totally different person when he's sitting behind the wheel of a race car or a car cart. Um, she had just never seen anything like that. And fast forward well, six years later from Jess, you know, we still talk to her almost every other day. We're messaging back and forth. Austin's always in contact with her. You know, she's been back like two or three times to stay with us. 
Um, Austin has traveled to Australia um, with her and without her uh, to see her and stay with her. Um, they really have a bond for life. But there's, it's just another example of of somebody remarkable coming into Austin's life that has really, really helped him. He hasn't done all this himself. Um, his parents haven't done all this for sure. Um, but he's had some amazing friends and uh, people that have just come from nowhere, at least expected, that have just really helped him develop as a person on and off the track. And I am so thankful for the support that we have gotten. Um, I, I, I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, I get, I don't want to come off the wrong way, but people come to me, oh, you're such a great father, all the things you've done for Austin. And I stopped them right there. I said, uh, you're wrong. I am blessed to have Austin in my life. He has changed my life more than I'll ever change his. He has taught me more things than I will ever teach him. Um, I've done more things in the last 13 years with him in a racetrack and all the places we've been all over the world that I have done in the 40 years previous that I, you know, he is the amazing one. And I'm, I'm just here to tell a story and help him get about. I'm, you know, I am so thankful every single day. There's something with Austin that is just, he's kind of the glue that keeps everything together. And not every day is, you know, fluffy clouds and butterflies. Those days where you feel broken and you can't go on somehow you find the strength and then he does something that you know you never thought would happen and when you have a child with disabilities you seem to over time really appreciate the smaller things in life things are not as expected as as a, I guess a child is neurotypical um, you really become thankful for almost every day, every minute, every surprise. You know, the highs are so much higher, but you know, the lows are really low as well. But it's uh I wouldn't change it for the world. When Austin you know was first diagnosed with autism, I I remember having a conversation with my wife that you know, our lives are over, you know, I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna be saddled with this kid till the day we die and all we're going to be thinking about in our old age is who's going to look after austin you know when we're gone and that's a huge weight on your shoulders every day like what's going to happen yeah i don't worry about that anymore i'm just uh i'm just enjoying the ride on this runaway train i'm not sure where the destination is but uh sure do love my tour guide wow that's awesome and it is, you know, it's such a beautiful story to to hear you tell it. And I'm thankful for, you know, y'all's courage and y'all's persistence. Uh, because again, you could have given up at any given point. You know, Austin, you had to be brave to go out there and try racing. You had to be persistent, Jason, to continue to pursue it. But, you know, it is an incredible story. And um, so I'm thankful for you guys sharing it. And I know that the best is yet to come. So I'm excited to see 
where Austin continues to go because again, 20 years young, uh, the ability to race for a long time with his skills and the talent that he has in the profession. So uh, I really appreciate you guys being here today. I mean, talk about how to overcome adversity, how to overcome disabilities, how to overcome bullying, uh, all of the things that, that you guys have faced. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful to know you and I'm thankful that uh, y'all were willing to share your story today. So I appreciate you guys being with us. Well, we're uh, very thankful to give us the opportunity and uh, hopefully we'll see you in April. Yes. Yeah. Next year, um, I am, uh, well, April, y'all be at Road Atlanta, right? Yeah, but I think also we're going, there's a, it looks like there's a Radical USA race in Barber as well later, okay. later on in the year. So, Okay, fantastic. Yeah, well, that definitely, uh, I'd love to come out and, and see him race, and that would be fantastic. Um, and then if people want to learn more about you, uh, obviously they can go to racingwithautism.com. How else can they learn more? Uh, racingwithautism.com, as you said, uh, we have a Facebook page, Racing With Autism, uh, Instagram, Racing With Autism. Just Google Austin Riley race car. You'll 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 find uh, lots of stories from all over the world about him. I can't even put into words the difference um, the last you know, seven, eight years have made in our lives and how things have changed. And we're just so thankful um, for everything that we get, uh, every opportunity Austin has presented with, and we try and make the most of it. And um, we're very thankful, you know, to be invited to Addie's Army and to meet all those amazing people that were part of that day, uh, to be welcomed so quickly and, uh, to see all the people piling in Austin's car to, to have a hot lap and for me to be worried, tremendously worried when he took our rental car around the track, but uh, that turned out okay. Well, thank you guys so much. May God continue to bless you both as you share this story and as you continue to, to live out this, this awesome journey. Thank you. And um, so thank you guys for listening. Thank y'all for being here and check us out next time on Living Life on Purpose.